consistent effort over time, putting in that work day in and day out, building that skill set a little bit at a time, it produces massive results and consistent results. Welcome back to All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast, this brand is a movement to give back to this amazing industry that's changed my life for me and my family, and I hope we can help you do the same. Um, today, we've got a very, very special episode. I think it's very, let's talk about the current landscape in the real estate market. You look everywhere, it's doom and gloom. You look everywhere, there's excuses, there's people getting out of the business. Um, there are just, there are problems everywhere. Problems aren't hard to find, especially in today's real estate landscape. But today, what we're going to talk about, we're going to work through with someone that is actually solutions focused and taking those problems, working through them and having their best year ever, their best month ever, despite what is going on in the market, someone that's in the trenches doing it every day, and hopefully you guys can learn from it. So without further ado, we have special guest, Kent Wheelock. Hey, good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, welcome, Kent. Excited to have you. Excited to talk through this with you, um, just be an open dialogue, so hopefully people can learn some lessons uh, from you. So recently we did a couple challenges and uh found out some things about kent that he's very competitive <laughs> that i love yeah, um use that competitive edge to mm -hmm. uh to help you propel your business and and continue on our focus here at in our company of of changing lives and so um, one of those contests that we did was 30 dials for 30 days that was seven days a week 30 days straight mm -hmm. um let's talk a little bit about that um well before we go into the depth of that, let's let's tell everyone kind of the context of it. Is that's one challenge that we did, but what we're going to talk about is the results that that has produced for you, the habits that it's built, the momentum in your business, despite what's going on in the marketplace, the traction that you've gotten in your business because you were focused and you focused on honestly just the small things. What can I do to win the day today? I think too many people fall for the trap of I need the magic pill, the magic bullet, and they get into overwhelm. They want that magic lead. They want the person that falls in their lap. And I think what you've realized and observed is that that consistent effort over time, putting in that work day in and day out, building that skill set a little bit at a time, it produces massive results and consistent results. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's it's just the basics, right? Yeah. It, it, it's the simple basics. Um, I say simple, but it's not easy, right? right? Sticking to those basics is not easy because we've all got distractions. We've all got things that we think are more important going on all day, every day. But it's sticking to those those simple, simple basics uh, that are going to drive success. Um, so, you know, when I got word that this competition was coming, um, like like you mentioned, Matt, I'm I'm very competitive, right? I heard somebody recently say that there, there's two things that drive us, fear and faith. Mm. So for me, the fear of losing drives me, right? <laughs> I do not like to lose. Uh, very competitive if I've been com competitive like that my whole life. So, so when this competition came up, I said, absolutely, I'm going to take part in, in that competition. You know, I just made my mind up from day one that if I'm going to do it, I'm going to win it, right? Um, if not, why are you even right? Why right, are you in well, it? Why if, even compete? Right? Yeah, if you so, don't think you can win, or you don't have the confidence in yourself, or you're not going to play all out to win, why the hell are you competing? Right? right. I think that's <laughs> quick tangent. That's what's wrong with the damn world. Is people get tired of competing. They don't want. They it hurts when you lose. Well, try harder. <laughs> get better. Right. Yep, that's yep. that's how we learn. Absolutely. 
Uh, so, so this competition was like you described, thirty dollars for thirty days. You had to to be in the competition at the end. You had to make thirty dollars for thirty days, seven days a week. Yep. And whoever set the most buyers or listing appointments in that time, if you made those thirty dials, was the winner of the competition. How many how many appointments did you set in those thirty days? So in those thirty days I set twenty nine appointments. Almost an appointment a day. Almost. I, I fell short of my goal. So guys, I wanna break that down. This was in the month roughly in the month of November, end of October. Right? It was October. Yep. Was it all the, of October? The month of October. Month of October. Month of October when our business historically here slows down drastically. Um, we're in Missouri, so it's seasonalities, right? Um, it's just, it's you, typically it's a slower month. But like, think about that for a second. How would your business look, your current business, as a single agent, as an agent on a team? It doesn't matter what it is. If you were on a pace to set one appointment per day, how much better would your business look? And reality is, only thing that you did differently was you you were very intentional, you stayed consistent, and you were very, very focused to make the most out of those 30 dials. Literally, an appointment a day. That's like mind-boggling to me. Yeah. You know how many agents don't have 30 appointments in a year? The majority of them. <laughs> Right. And it's it's just crazy to think like to really break this down so that everyone can learn from. And it's um, it's Kent said it. It's simple. It's just not easy. But what happens is we get in our own way. I went on. A, I did a little um, tangent on this in our sales meeting yesterday. Is I said that one of the things that I think is a challenge for me as a leader for bringing new agents in our organization is. When an agent gets a quick win that wasn't earned, as an example, I use an agent on the team as an example, and I said, this agent's doing great, but they would have done so much better had it been a little bit harder for a little bit longer mm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And one of the examples that I gave was, as an example, she got her license in, in her first week of onboarding. One of her friends reached out and said, hey, I want to buy a house. Good for her. Like, I'm don't mistake it. I'm so happy that that happened and she was able to help her friends. I'm so happy that happened for her. However, the asterisk to that is that was a detriment to the jump start to her career that I expected her to have because now her expectations in this business are that's how it works. And when in reality, that's not how it works, things just don't always fall in your lap. It is, it can be a detriment to her confidence, to, to your momentum in your business, et cetera. And so long story short is I think that if we just really unpack what Ken accomplished and we will continue to unpack it, but if someone wants to take a lesson from this, it is super simple, consistent, disciplined action each and every day. What do you need to do today? Give me three to five things. What do you need to do today that are actionable that you can do that are, that you can accomplish, but will move the needle forward and do them every day without fail for the next 30 days and then turn around and look back and see if your life is different. I guarantee you, you'll be in a better place. But the problem is people will find an excuse. They will find some shiny object. Well, it didn't work for me today, so I'm not going to do it tomorrow. It doesn't work every day. Did you no. set an appointment every single day? I did not. How many days did you have where you didn't set an appointment? Uh, you know, out of the 30 days, I'd say probably... Probably 10, 12 days. I, didn't I was going to guess 10 to 15. Yeah, yeah somewhere. In there. So half of them, mm -hmm. you didn't set an appointment. Right. How many people stop and give up at that mm -hmm. point? Oh, it's not working. 
And then let's talk about urgency towards the end, and we'll continue to break this down. So I remember um, there was there's a couple lessons I want to unpack here. Sorry, as I'm processing this, is everyone had the opportunity mm-hmm. for this competition, and there was a prize of what was the prize at the end? Uh, five hundred dollars cash. Five hundred dollars cash at the end for the winner. In addition to that's that's peanuts compared to where your business is going to be, right? right? Um, but sometimes it takes a different motivator to get mm-hmm. momentum in a business, mm-hmm. and so everyone's like, "Hell yeah, I'll start!" Right? Most people said, "Yep, I'm in the competition." By the first week, I think there was three or four people left. Yeah, those numbers dropped quick, very quick. Um, that's probably about right. Um, I think we started with probably somewhere eighteen to twenty agents. Yep. And definitely by the end, we were down to three. There's only three that completed it. Yeah. But the first week, I think it was five. Yeah, that's probably about right. That's probably about right. There's a lot of lessons we can unpack there. Mm-hmm. And so I'll start, try not to stay on it too long. But I, I truly, like, my heart's in this to help people. And sometimes people are looking for the magic pill. And I'm sorry, I don't sell any magic beans, Mm -hmm. right? It just Mm -hmm. doesn't work that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Now, there's processes to follow. There's skills to develop. There's calling the right people with the right intent, Mm -hmm. with the right method. Yes, there is a lot of tactic and strategy. But if you can't commit to doing the action for 30 days straight, there's not much I can do to help you. Right. There's not much anybody can do to help you. And so I think, and this is with all due respect to everyone, but if you really want to live the life that you say you want to live, you have to prove it to yourself before I can help you, right? Like I can help you build that confidence. I can help you do those things, but real confidence comes from inside. It comes from keeping that promise. I'm going to do my 30 dials today, no matter what, and doing it. Yeah. And when you do that day in and day out with any, you can do that with anything in life, with health, with fitness, with whatever it is that's important to you in your life, that is where true confidence is born, and that's how you propel your life and your career. And this is just one example of why I think New Year's resolutions, which we're coming to that time of year, are <laughs> fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Like, why you have new? You have to wait for a new year to be a new you. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you can be a new you to, right Today, now. Yeah. Right now, I'm a new me. Like, it's just a decision. But we're so scared of failing. We're so scared of what other people may think. And we honestly haven't built that muscle and that confidence in ourselves that we can fulfill what we said we would do. Right. And so I think there's, again, there's so many lessons there, but it's um, ultimately if you're struggling in this market or if you're winning in this market and you want to win at a higher level, it is super simple. And if you're struggling with what are those actions I need to take, reach out to me. I'm happy to have that conversation and help you build that plan because sometimes our plans are way too overwhelming, right? Like it's business planning season and I have coaching clients that are reaching out asking for business planning advice and everyone is very amazed when they reach out to me and ask for, well, what's your business plan secret? Because I keep it very simple. Now we can stack on top of it. Once we get the simple things that are the biggest needle movers for your business, for your organization, for your team, and we do them consistently, now we can add more and then we can add more and then we can add more. But too many people start with this big calculus equation and it gets them an overwhelm. And when you're trying to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. And so you have to find things that are easy for you to accomplish today but will also move the needle move forward for you if you do them consistently over time. Right. A uh, couple of things I want to say. Um, you know, I had a purpose moving into this. The purpose was to to win, right? Um, but it was more than more than just about the competition. I knew deep down that if I took part in this 
and did well and succeeded, like you alluded to, my business is going to explode in the future, yep. right? It's it's just going to explode. Yep. So so yeah, I I want to I want to win. I want to have some bragging rights, take a little cash home. But deep down, it's about what it's doing for me in the future. Uh, so what I found, you know, the initial motivator was just the competition. But but what I found is as I started to progress and move through the month and saw success, that that success, you know was motivating me even more, right? That success Ooh. was driving the motivation, right? I needed that initial push to get out the gate, but then as I saw success and, and was getting appointments made, that just motivated me and drove me to act even more, right? Wow. Um, yes, dude, that you don't understand how big of a bomb you just dropped there. That is phenomenal. So we're going to unpack that. Um, what he just said was, at, he started for the motivation. His motivation was, hey, I'm going to win. I'm a winner. Maybe take home a little cash. I'm going to have bragging rights. All those things. But as you started going and progressing, what kept you going, your motivation changed. And your motivation, you were motivated by your own success, by your mm -hmm. own momentum, by your own confidence that you built in yourself. It reminds me of a recent podcast that we did, which you guys should go check out, um, a an amazing leader um, in this uh, in this business, Will Grimes, was on this on this podcast, and um, you and I both saw him speak at Sales Power. Yep, sure did. Um, blown away by his story, by his speech, by he's just he's a, a genuine guy that has accomplished amazing things and is just on a similar mission to me is just trying to help people. And so it was a great discussion that him and I had. And one of the things that he alluded to that's very similar to what you just said is too many people focus on the negatives of success. And they focus on the things they don't have. <clears throat> and they focus on, why did I not? And he said, but I think a bigger factor for higher performers is how do you show up when you win? That's what ultimately determines what level mm -hmm. of success you will have. You won, the, you won the championship. You won the game. You set the appointment. You had the closing. How do you show up tomorrow? What's next? And if you show up and you're reading your own press clippings and you're like, hell, I made 30... Kent could have showed up and said, I outlasted 20 other people. Look at me. I've made it. Right. Instead of, you know what? I proved to myself that I can accomplish this and I'm going to see it through to the end. Those are two different mindsets and it's two different results that you will have in life and nobody can do that part for you. And I just think it's so crucial that we understand that. And maybe you have some insight on that, but it's, there is so much power to that statement that you said is that your motivation changed from something external to truly internal. And when you can be motivated by things internal in your life, you can fucking, you can conquer the world yep. because it doesn't matter what happens around you because you're doing it for you. What, what you just said about, uh, about, um, you know, I could have just rested on my laurels and whatever. It reminds me of that saying we always talk about that people quit doing what what works because it works, right? Um, you know, you've got some success for for a short time, so you say, "Look, I can let off the reins. I can I can back off a little bit." Um, and then you get in a grind where you're or in a, in, in a in a groove where your business is not doing what you want it to because yep. you took that break. Right. So it reminds me exactly of that. So my intent, my my plan moving forward is to keep this momentum going. Right. I've got a lot of momentum going and we'll talk about we had a we had a, uh, um, a um, subsequent competition in yep. November that 
I also did very well at, right? It was a team event. My, my team just rocked it, right? We, we crushed it. But it's because of that momentum that I gained in October in that competition and just continued that momentum into November. So right. my plan is just to, just to, just to keep that rolling. Um, you know, you know, one of the things I've heard recently too, is a quote, I'm reading a book right now on, um, on, um, it's a sales related book, but one of the things it talks about is having a purpose. And I told you I had a purpose. Um, and, and the quote from that book is, um, purpose doesn't make decisions easier. It makes decisions clearer. So Ooh. for me, right. Say that it, again. It, so purpose does not make decisions easier. It makes decisions clearer. Uh, so for me, yeah, I, I, will, I will tell you that I had a lot of distractions in the month of November. We went to the sales power event in in, uh, in in Salt Lake. You know, long day of long day of of grinding there, and then homework, and you know, and, but but I kept my thirty days going That's right. right? Um, so that wasn't easy and that, 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 that those decisions weren't easy, but they were very clear to me. I had set my mind to do this, to compete, to, to complete this challenge. Um, so that decision for me was very clear and there was no fail. I was, I was going to make it happen. I, I had to make it happen, uh, no matter what. So dude, I love it. That's dude. that quote, um, Colin's over there writing that down. Um, that's, you guys will see and hear that one again. That's great. Um, it goes along with a theme that I've been saying to a lot of our organization right now. So um, those of you on the outside may not know, I jumped back into the uh, COO role of Matt Smith Real Estate Group of our team. And as I'm diving in elbow deep in every part of the business, um, one of the themes that I'm sharing with our operations, marketing staff, and with our sales staff <clears throat> is that clarity is kindness. And I think what happens is as you grow and as you scale, um, we lose clarity on where we're going, why we're going there, what we're doing, why we're doing it. And I think what you just said there is if you don't have clarity for yourself on your own purpose of why you're doing it, of course you're not going to keep it up, right? It does, mm -hmm. And it does make it easier, right. right? But it makes it very clear on this is why I'm doing it, exactly why I'm doing it, and it's way easier to accomplish mm -hmm. it. So I love that, man. Yeah. Um, I wanted to break down a couple other things that you had said too is that – so if an agent is – an agent is watching and they are, they're, they're struggling. Um, what are some, what are some tips that just like, how do they get started? If someone is, is stuck right now and they're like, I don't, that's great that you did the competition, but I just, I, I have lost all momentum. I've lost all motivation. Like, how do I just get this thing going? How do I get that momentum built? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. I, again, I, you know, I try to stick to the basics, right? Um, First of all, I'll tell you, it, it, I haven't been in real estate that long. Um, I'm coming up on two years here. Um, let, me, let me unpack that before you go. Sure. I remembered, you just reminded me what I was going to hit on. Somebody watching this may think, well, Kent, Kent's been in real estate forever. Um, you, you guys have a proven track record of success for marketing. It's way easier for him. Let me let you in on a little secret. Kent is less than two years in the business. His main office is our new office that he's helped boots on the ground get started with no reputation, no brand. And despite all of that, is still able to accomplish what he's able to accomplish. So I would just challenge you, whatever excuses you are telling yourself, you owe yourself more than that. Get rid of them. Because if you have your excuses and you, you think that you're right, guess what? You're right, but you get to keep your excuses and you don't get the results. You can only have one. 
And so what I would challenge you is just realize whatever you are going through. And I've had conversations with agents is why I'm going here. Um, and they just, instead of accepting what is, sometimes they will point the finger and be like, well, it's easier for that person. Well, it's easier for you, Matt. It's easier for you, Kent. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, and maybe at times it is right. Maybe it's harder at times. But the reality is, no matter if it's easier or not, it still has to get done. And so just remove those excuses if you want the results. So I just wanted to hit on all this stuff that Kent's talking about and all these things he's accomplished. He is still under two years in the business and in a brand new marketplace where he's gaining all this traction. Absolutely. So so you asked if I had any advice for... Yes, for, for back to the new struggling. agent. So um, first thing... I. I I was challenged with this when I when I started in the business. Um, I'm an overthinker, right? Yep. I came from a profession that that I had to think. I, I was I was in the military. I was an intelligence soldier, so you know I had to think and think deep because if I didn't, soldiers' lives were on the line, right? Um, in real estate, do you have to think? Obviously, you do, but but don't overthink, right? Um, you, you know. When I first started, I would think so much and want to have the perfect plan that I didn't act. Yep. Right. That kept me from acting. And what I found is just go out there and act. Right. Take take the consistent right actions and success is going to come. Um, so for me, stop overthinking. Right. Yes. It, it's not hard. Again, it's simple, but not easy. Yes. Just stick to the basics. Um, so follow the process. Hopefully you've got a process in, in place. Uh, for me, it's it's three things every day that I do consistently uh, that drive my business. The first is role play, right? Mm. I take part in role play almost every single day of the week. Um, sometimes there's distractions where I, where I can't do that. But uh, role play is critical, right? You get your mind in the right uh, frame of thought before you start your prospecting, get, gets those, those mental juices flowing yep. a little bit. Um, you're practicing with your peers rather than practicing on leads, which is, which is critical, right? Well, let's talk, let's go talk to the agent on, let's dive deep on that one. Let's sure. talk about role play as an example. If role play is not of your part of your daily routine and you're struggling right now, I found your problem, mm -hmm. right? Because your, your thoughts of this is a bad lead or this isn't converting, or I don't know what to do next, comes from lack of practice with your peers and you're practicing on your clients, and so you're not converting those at a higher level. High level. Like I, I spoke on this at, on stage at a couple of events this year, and I, the, I asked the audience, I said, everybody, if you don't have enough sales, what does every real estate agent want more of? They want more leads. Mm -hmm. But do okay. more leads equal more sales? No. No. It does, more leads is sometimes the answer, but it's not always the mm -hmm. answer. It's conversion of those leads. It's having the right conversations, having the right skill set, having the right follow-up plan. Like, I think that we we have fallen into a trap, especially because of the recency of the real estate market. Go back, maybe not this last year, but go back the previous two years and the pandemic market, the unicorn market that we were in. Um, it just created this expectations that are just unrealistic. And the expectation of, well, I'll work with the people that fall in my lap. And that's just not what this business is. And what this business is, if you're able to proactively build a funnel like Ken is talking about each and every day, he did it with the competition, he done it with the, he did it with the appointments, he did it with the next competition that was in unison to that. Mm -hmm. 
And I promise you his business will be impacted for the next six months because of what he did in the last 60 days. And it's because of the funnel that he has built consistently with the action versus setting back and saying, well, this lead didn't convert or this one didn't do that. He is practicing each and every day and he's being proactive in his business. So on role play, I could not agree more. We are privileged in this business to be able to help people the biggest purchase or sale of their lives every single day. Yep. So that, that role play, you know, it gets me, like I said, it gets me in the frame of thought, but you know, we're seeing new um, objections every single yes. day. So it gives us a chance yes. to, to talk about those objections and how we can handle those objections. And it just leads to better conversations when you're actually talking to to leads on the phone, right? Which which yep. which drives your future well, and business. Let's talk about what an objection is and what it isn't. Most people think an objection is something that is um, how do I say this? Most people have a false perception of objections. And what I mean by that is they think those are a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I just coach people differently. I teach people to expect an objection. Let's put yourself in their shoes. When's the last time you went to buy a car or you went to buy something that you had to deal with a salesperson mm -hmm. to buy it? A significant purchase. Were you excited to talk to that salesperson? <laughs> you need to buy a car, but mm -hmm. you don't want to talk to a salesperson. Right. So what do you tell them whenever you call the car lot or they call you if you're fiddling around online? What do you tell them? No, I'm just looking. You walk into the car lot, <laughs> into their store, looking for a particular car you probably found online. Mm -hmm. And the salesperson says, hey, Kent, how can I help you? What is your first response? No, I'm just looking. Nope, just looking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not an objection, guys. Right. That is part of sales skepticism that is a world we live in and if you can't overcome those types of conversations like that's a very easy example but most objections i would say 80 percent of what we perceive as objections are really sales skepticism mm -hmm. and there's a massive difference an objection is i can't buy because of xyz i can't sell because of abc that's an objection but we don't even get to the objection right. Because we allow the sales skepticism to prevent us from moving forward in the conversation. Yeah. And I think role play is crucial to that. Yeah. And if we set the – again, back to the right expectation. We set the expectations of these leads, these people we are talking to. If we were in their shoes, we would give a skeptical answers too. And so expect the skepticism. Don't get offended by it. Acknowledge it. Overcome it. Adapt and move forward in the conversation. And provide them value. And if you do that – Great things happen. You can set 29 appointments yep. in 30 days when you yep. do that. Yep. So the other two non-negotiables in my day are prospecting, right? We're getting new, new leads every day, and it's, it's critical to reach out to those leads as soon as possible and start those conversations. And then the last is, is follow-up. Um, you know, I've got some holes in my game. Uh, Follow-up is one of the holes I've got in my mm -hmm. game, and I'm, I'm seeking to improve that. But, you know, these are people that I've already talked to that I know, you know, they're, they're somewhere in the funnel, right, all, all stages of the funnel. Um, they're people that I need to follow up with to keep interested in, in, in you know, in purchasing a property. Um, I, I represent buyers. Um, so, you know, consistent follow-up with them. Um, keeping them up to date on the market. What's I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a data guy, right? Yep. So I dig into the I dig into the data of the market every day, and, and you know, rather than trying to speculate what's happening, 
I use that market data to educate people on what is actually happening in the market rather than rather than just guessing, right, yep. or, or hearsay. So those are, those are my three non-negotiables. Again, very simple. Very simple. Restate them use, again. Uh, so role play, yep. prospecting, and follow-up. If you're not doing that each and every day, quit trying to search for something magical. Right. Right? Like that is part of the recipe mm-hmm. for anybody that has built a successful real estate business. I don't care what what you hear, what the gurus are trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has built a successful, sustainable real estate business has those three as part of their arsenal consistently. We have to do that first, yep. right? And so I love it. And what's crazy is you stand out so much when you just do the basics sure. and you do them consistently over time, you have amazing results like you had. And I'll get to that in a minute. I want to I want to get back to some of the results okay, from the, from the couple competitions. So I just want to throw some numbers out, right? So in that thirty days, when I set twenty nine appointments, um, over that thirty day period, I made over thirteen hundred calls, dials, right? So that comes out to about forty four dials a day for that for that um, for that thirty days. Um, conversations, I had almost four hundred and fifty. That averaged fifteen conversations per day. Um, you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of agents out there that don't have, you know, 30 appointments in a year, right? Yep. I mean, I, I, I would, I would argue the same, you know, the number of dials and the, and the conversations, <laughs> you know, some, some people don't have those in a month, right? The path I, I, is in the math, right? So if you make enough calls, you talk to enough people, you build the skill set yeah. through the role play we talked about, you will set more appointments, yeah. right? But we try to get away from, well, how, how do I do without talking to people? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just part of it. Real estate's a contact sport. I was just going to say that you took the words out of my mouth. It's definitely contact sport. If you're if you're afraid to talk to people, then you've got to get over that fear, or you might want to look at sure. a different line of uh, line of work. And uh, by the way, there's so many people that have overcame that fear, and absolutely. that fear is it's not it's nothing. If you have that fear, let me give some hope to you. You can overcome it. Let me give you a real life example. Let me be vulnerable for a minute. My very first sales job, can't you've heard this story before? I was, um, actually it was my second sales job and it was, I was selling radio. I was selling radio ads. So I was selling air. Um, and you think houses are hard, try to sell air. <laughs> um, and I remember I was given a list of people to call and I take this back. This was my very first job. This was credit card processing is what this was. I did the same similar result for radio too. Um, I still wasn't over this fear, but my fear, it was so bad that what I would do is I would take my call list for that day and I would take it and I was in my car and I would go sit in the Walmart parking lot away from everyone. You know, Walmart parking lots are huge, right? And in the middle of the day, they're not really full, but I'm mm-hmm. at the end of the parking lot where no one, no, I'm looking around, no one can see me. All right. It's safe to start calling. Because I was scared to death on I was going to say the wrong thing. I didn't know what to say. Like, do you know how long it took me to pump myself up to even make that first call? Guys, I get it. I've been there. But I promise you, if you just push through that fear and you push through it and you do it consistently over and over and over again, I will make a live call to any prospect in front of anyone anywhere in the world now. Mm -hmm. Because I've just built that muscle. But don't make, again... Don't make that excuse, well, Matt, it's just easy for you. You should have seen me in the Walmart parking lot, scared to death to make yeah. a call to someone that signed up asking for a phone call, right? Like, um, And so I've been there. You can work through it. You just got to do it yourself. Be around the right people that push you, that hold you accountable. And it just it doesn't happen overnight, but consistently improving upon that. And I promise you, it's uh, 
what you, whatever you want is on the other side of that fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so out of all that, um, so far, um, in the, since that time, I, out of those 29 appointments, I've had 18 of those appointments met. Um, I, I've got one under contract from that, those 29 appointments. I've got three active listings that have come out of those appointments. Um, and then I want to get to the next competition cause it, cause it continues, right? So but, before, before we go to the next competition, let's talk about the last day of the 30, 30, yeah, that's 30 exactly days. where I was going to go. Okay. It's, it's worth talking about. So, uh, I don't know, a day or two before the end of the competition, uh, Lauren, one of our sales managers, put out a, uh, put it, put out a thing in our, in our chat uh, asking people to, to vote on who they thought were going to win the competition. <laughs> and, uh, so one of, my, one of my fellow Lake agents, Nick, and I, we were neck and neck the whole month, just the, just the whole month. Um, you know, he'd be ahead by two, I'd be ahead by two, we'd flip-flop, and it, it was just that way, right? We, we drove each other. Uh, but, but when Lauren put that out to vote, uh, another Lake agent, good friend of mine, John, uh, Pimentel, um, he said, I got Nick, Nick's going to win. And I saw that and it pissed me off. (laughs) I said at that time, nope, this ain't happening. John, don't, don't bet against me. So, uh, I think that was actually the day before the last, the day before the, it was the night before the last day. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, you know, I toss and turn all night thinking, (laughs) how the hell am I going to win this competition? I got to show John that he's not right. So, uh, so I got up the next morning and just laser focused, intent, uh, very assertive. I, I came up with a plan of how can I make this happen? Um, and that last day, I, you know, I was, I was two appointments behind going into the last day. And I said, oh man, I, I don't know if I can make it happen. Right. Yeah, but I've got to give it a shot. I've yep. got to give it a shot. So I came up with a plan. Um, and my plan was this, I, I went through, we use follow-up boss for our, our, our CRM. I first went into my recently active leads and said, oh, these guys have got real estate on their mind right now. I'm yep. going to call them. And I, I said, uh, I started calling that morning. I set three or four appointments on successive phone calls, just right off the bat, just like that, right? So I said, I, I got through all my recently active, set a few appointments, had success. So I said, okay, where do I go next? So then I went to my my smart list five. That's that's the list of folks that, that I owe follow-up to. So I, I kind of did some cherry picking and went through those name, list of names and the, you know, the folks that I knew were far further down in the funnel and a little bit motivated. I called them and set more appointments. So long story short on that last day, uh, I probably stopped calling more than an hour prospecting, obviously, but it took me to about noon and I set six appointments that last morning and, uh, and smoked Nick and won the competition. So that, six that, appointments that by noon. Talk about a good day. <laughs> yeah. Six appointments by noon. And the only difference was you built a plan, you followed the plan, and you called with intention. Mm-hmm. Why don't – it's my podcast. Why the fuck don't we do that every day, Kent? Why? Why do yeah. we not do that every day? I'm guilty too, Yeah. right? It's just, it's just crazy to see those simple adjustments, how big of an impact it can have in yeah. a single day. Yeah. Like why don't we do that every day? Yeah, sometimes I think we're just going through the motions, right? Yeah, I got to make calls. Yeah, I get an hour prospecting in, but 
you know, we always talk about before you start prospecting, you should have a plan. What's yes. your plan for that day? Who am I reaching out to and what kind of conversation am I going to have with those folks? Yep. You know, if you go into that day with that plan, you are going to act with more intention. And be by more the way, focused. the role play that you do that morning should be in alignment Absolutely. with that plan. Sure. Sure. Right. Like here's let me give everyone just here's the secret. You want the secret and how to follow up and set more appointments? Here's the secret, and I'll give it to you because only 5% of you will even do it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you all do it. But here's the plan. Number one, find out who do I need to follow up with? What is the group and caliber of people that are in a similar bucket, so to speak, of they said they want to buy in six months. They said they want to sell in three months. They said um, whatever whatever that bucket is for you and how you run your business. Find that caliber, get at least 50 people, at least 50, and put them in that bucket, and you're going to role play the follow-up script you're going to have with all 50 of those. Let me say that again. You're going to role play the script and conversation you're going to have with all 50 of them. You're going to have the same framework for all 50 phone calls. So our follow-up script has four to five talking points for you to talk to someone about, to educate and inform, to provide value. And the intention behind that is that you, by the 40th call, you are an expert on that data that you were sharing with everyone. Mm -hmm. And you're going to progressively get better at educating and informing that same data. Not only does it internalize it for you, but you are going to be deliver it at a higher level and higher value to the clients as you progress. Instead of trying to every single call, I got to say something different. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. You got to be personable about their situation. But the chunk of value that you are calling to – because if you're following up with zero value, might as well not follow up. Right. Don't follow up just to follow up. Follow up to provide value to move the needle for them. And so what is that value? The value could be a market update. That value could be a – um, rise or decrease in interest rates. Recently, just in case you guys haven't seen the news, um, we literally had the biggest interest rate drop in a day since June of last year, July of last year, something like that. Yep. Um, all of your follow-ups should know that. Now, is it big enough for them to move off the fence? Who knows? But you are going to be the educator and the resource to give them that information. And so that develop a script around that that you role play to practice and you call all of them and say, after you're doing your follow-up, part of the value is, hey, Kent, I'll make this quick, but I wanted to let you know we had a great change in interest rates. I know that that's been a big thing on your mind. Here's the change. We had the biggest drop in interest rate since June of last year. Were you aware of that? And then have a conversation around yeah. it. What is, how does that impact your buying decision? How does that impact your selling decision? Is there any other value I can provide you on that? Would you like for me to send you the article? I just want to make sure I keep you educated and informed on the marketplace, Kent. That's it. Yeah. But you say that same thing to all 50 of those people. And then at the end of it, you close and you go for the appointment, right? Like, why are you following up if you're not going for an appointment? If you don't provide value and you don't ask for the appointment, you're wasting your follow-up. And so my whole point on that, <clears throat> the magic secret is practice your follow-up script with all this. Get a bucket of people. Here's my plan. Here's my list. They're all in a similar bucket. Here's what I'm going to say with them. And here's the value I'm going to provide to them. I'm going to role play that and call all 50 of them with the same exact script. Here's an example where I learned this from. As a real estate coach, I admire and learn from other coaches. And what I have found is the coaches I have in my life, when they come and they deliver their message, it is spot on. 
And it's like, damn, that was good. Mm-hmm. Both as a, as an observer and learning, but also from me trying to learn from them as a coach to coach to other people. What I've realized is I'm probably their 40th call of that same damn dialogue. Yeah. And that's why it's dialed in, mm-hmm. right? And so because Kent said it, it's the same. People need the basics. They need the simple things. They need it over. They need reminded of those things to do, not the magic bullet. And so I just think sometimes we overcomplicate it. Just provide the same value so you don't have to worry about what am I going to say. I know exactly what I'm going to say to everyone because I perfected it. Mm-hmm. And it makes follow-up way easier, way more effective. There's so, my hack. So No, that's great. That's great. Um, so let's talk about, you know, I mentioned earlier that I took that momentum from October into November. Um, so we do have competitions and... I, again, it drives me. Um, some people it may not, but but I love it. Um, but we had what we called the Trust the Process Showdown. Yeah. Right? It was a team competition this time. Um, we had five or – I think we had six teams uh, with team captains. I was I was uh, fortunate to be a team captain. Um, so the, the competition – it was a two-week competition. The team that got the most buyer's agencies and listing agreements signed yep. combined – was the winning team. Again, a little cash prize at the end uh, for the winning team. Um, so, so before you dive deeper, sure. there's a lesson. If you're a leader listening, I know we have a lot of leaders listening to this. If you're a leader listening, there's a method to this. What was the first competition? Uh, so it dials. was dials. Get the activity going yep. consistently. Yep. And inside of those dials, the winner was most what? Most appointments set. So we want activity, but we also want appointments. Mm-hmm. And then next, the next gap we identified, which this is the real estate funnel. Mm-hmm. It's no secret, mm-hmm. right? You got to make calls, have conversations, appointments. You got to meet those appointments. You got to sign those appointments, get them under contract, get them closed, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the funnel. And so that is where our competitions go in alignment to create momentum for people that follow in the competitions. Mm-hmm. So there's a quick, quick lesson. If you need to get your if you need to encourage, motivate, inspire your people, which I think we need to as leaders, that is don't do a, hey, most closings this week and then most appointments next. Like make sure there's a cadence to it. Mm-hmm. And we also did individual and then we rolled it into let's get some camaraderie. Let's get some teamwork. Yeah. Right. And so just mix and match those in a theme that makes sense to produce results because contests are awesome if it gets people fired up. But it's even better if it has a massive impact on their business, which is the goal of the contest. Mm-hmm. So make sure you think through those. Yep. So um, we got an internal little, little chat going on my uh, on my team where we shared our wins every day, right? Because when you when you see wins, it motivates yep. you, right? Um, so we cheered each other on and, and and got those wins and shared our wins. And at the end of the two weeks. Um, our team won. We said, or we we had twenty seven uh, buyers agencies and listing agreements in total. And how signed. many people? Uh, six people. Six people. Six people. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven agreements signed mm-hmm. in two weeks. Correct. Do you guys hear that? Can I just say it's just different here? <laughs> it's different. It is different. Mm-hmm. We have people that are getting shit done and making a difference in this marketplace. Boots on the ground. So if you're following this, the reason, one of the reasons I brought Kent into the show is because he's accomplishing amazing things, but I want to give people hope. You can do it too. It's simple. It's just not easy. And there are people that are winning at an extraordinarily high level. So don't believe all the negativity. Don't fall victim. We have enough victims in this world. 
go out and overcome. So let's talk about the momentum, right? Yep, let's do we had it. the competition earlier, right, in October, in November. So in November, in those two weeks, because of the appointments that I had set in October, I had 11 appointments that were met, and the result of that was 11 buyer's agencies signed, 100%. All, all buyer's agencies signed from those 11 appointments. So, you know, again, I just took that momentum and capitalized and took advantage of that yep. momentum. And it, it 11, 11 agencies signed in two weeks. That's, that's freaking huge. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, I just want to continue that momentum and don't, don't stop here. Right. Keep well, it going. And, and I say this with respect because I absolutely love and adore everyone on our team, but a competition is a competition. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're in this, if you're in our team and you're listening, it's not the first time you've heard it. We don't give away participation trophies here. Right. Mm-hmm. There's one winner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people did amazing, but what I found was, your team kind of pulled away with it. And I would be willing to bet that if we were to compare apples to apples and pull up your daily conversation with your team, your wins, your shares, your tips, your what, whatever you created internally versus the others, it would be night and day difference. And so another point of that is the wins do motivate each other. And that's the importance of, I asked a question um, in, our, in our all or nothing private group is what affects what affects your mindset, your success more? Is it your mindset or is it your environment? And I got some different answers. And I'm those of you that know me, I'm a mindset is everything guy. But you can have the best mindset in the shittiest environment and you're not going to win. Not long term. Because that environment's going to, it's going to pull that mindset out of you. And I just think, I think environment is the most important thing. Because if you're around it, you can have a shitty mindset. But if you're around an environment with people with a great mindset that are motivated, that are winning, that are sharing their victories, that are helping you win, that are reaching reaching down to help pull you up, your mindset's going to improve because of your environment. Absolutely. And so I think like at to that point, that's one of the powers of our amazing team. But you put that on a whole nother hyper display in this competition by leading your team to victory in this case by just every single day communicating with them, inspiring them, motivating them, leading by example, by doing the work yourself. And I think there's so many lessons inside of that, that that is 20, 27, 27, 27 in two weeks, guys. That's like, that's agreement signed. That is people that said, I'm listing my home with you. I'm working with you as a buyer. That's right. That's high intent. I love it. (laughs) It is. Yeah. So, you know, the last two months have just been, been phenomenal. Again, it's all about, um, intention act, act first of all acting right yes. taking the right actions being consistent in those actions um you know making phone calls with intent you know delivering those buyers uh th- those buyers presentations with intent and on those you know somebody might ask well well how were you able to get all those agencies signed um for me I, again it all comes down to purpose mm. um our core focus here is changing lives. So when I go into those those buyers presentations, that's what I've got in mind. You know, how can I, what can I do for these folks? You know, I, I've heard I've heard their story. I know what their what their plan is and, and why they've got a purchase. There's some great stories out there. Um, but how can I 
How can I deliver that to them? How can I change their life? How are they going to be better off by signing this buyer's agency and letting Matt Smith Real Estate Group and, and I represent them in the purchase of the home? You know, and I try to carry that forward in that buyer's presentation. 100%. And just provide as much value as I possibly can. And it's just worked out that, you know, it's, you know, and... So I'm, I'm a little bit more assertive than I used to be, too. Good. After I got done with those buyer's presentations, um, you know, I, I would give them the, the, the buyer's agency. And, you know, I kind of left it like, sign it if you want or don't sign it if you don't want to, right? But I'm more assertive in, in, in delivering to them that I can, I'm in a much better position. I can help you much better. If we have that agency, right? Um, again, I don't want to. I don't want to be a glorified door opener for you, right? Yeah. I want to truly represent you um, in, in this purchase. Uh, again, this is one of the biggest biggest purchases of your life. Um, probably the mo- one of the most important uh, for you and your family. So I, I just deliver that message that. Uh, you know, I can help them much better um, by having that. So being more assertive and describing what I can do for them with that has, has, has been gold for me. And love it. Uh, great, great nuggets there. But let's, let's go back to what you said, the, the agreement signed competition. What was it called? Uh, Trust the Process Showdown. Why do you think it was called that? That's part of the process. It's, that it, is part it, of our proven process yeah. here at Matt Smith Real Estate Group that if you just follow it, mm-hmm. I can't say I guarantee, but I will tell you there's no one that has followed it that has not been massively successful. And so what happens is we try to outsmart the process Mm -hmm. or we get uncomfortable because we don't, well, that one person didn't want to sign or that one person hung up on me or whatever it may be. We let that get in the way of our purpose, like you said, of how can I better serve this, this person that I'm sitting right across the table from? How can I better serve them? And what we have decided as a company is we can better serve them if we represent them. Now, if at some point, at any point, we are not holding our end of the bargain and they don't want to be represented by us, we have a cancellation guarantee they can cancel any time. Mm-hmm. I literally talked about this in our sales meeting yesterday. Most Here's why buyer's agencies are tough for buyers. Most buyers think the buyer's agencies are for the real estate agent. Because they've heard horror stories of getting burned and tied into an agreement they don't want to be a part of. Their agent's not doing their job, and they sign that so they can secure a commission. We at Matt Smith Real Estate Group, and what I recommend and encourage you guys do, is you sign the buyer's agency so that you can assist the buyers at a higher level. You sign it for them, not for you. And when you really have that approach, which you heard Kent demonstrate, the buyers appreciate it, understand it, and you can actually help them with the biggest purchase of their life. But without it, use Kent's words, you are a glorified door opener, and they deserve better. Absolutely. I love it. Kent, let's wrap this up, my friend. So let's do some parting words here. What do you got for the people? Again, um, get out of your own head, right? I've been there, right? I just think too much. Um, you know, if you've got a fear of something, the only way you're going to get over that fear is just act. Just yes. just do it. Just get out and act, right? And um, it doesn't have to be – you don't have to make 30 calls for 30 days. You don't right. have to act this big thing, right? But do something and do a little bit more than you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if your consistent routine now is five calls, do seven tomorrow. Yep. Do eight the next day. Then you get to 10. Yep. Then you get to 12. Celebrate those small victories because 
everybody is running their own race. There's too much comparison in today's world. And everybody is comparing themselves to the Instagram highlight reel version of everybody and all these gurus you see online. In reality, the people that are truly successful have stories like I shared of me in the Walmart parking lot. I get it. I've been there. But I also overcame, and you can too. But it starts by putting one foot in front of another and just taking that next step. Yep. Colin. Colin's in the background. He bought me this book. So if I misquote it now, he's going to really hate me. But The uh, the Boy in the Woods, what is that book called? Uh, let's see. It's The Boy, the Horse, the Fox, and the Mole. The Boy, the Horse, the Fox, and the Mole. Something like that. And so the quote goes like this, and I may be paraphrasing. But in this story, the boy and the horse are in the woods. And the horse can talk. Um, and the boy says... I, I don't know where to go. I'm lost. I don't know. Wh- I don't even know which direction to go. I'm so lost. And maybe you feel lost right now in real estate. Maybe that is you. The horse says, well, he said, I can't see my way out of the forest. I'm stuck in the forest. I'm lost. I can't see my way out. And the horse says, well, can you see, can you see, um, can you see your next step? And the boy says, well, yeah. He said, well, just take that. Sometimes we just have to take the next step. Because you won't get out of the woods, you won't get out of the forest, you won't get out of this overwhelm that you're in if you don't take one step forward. So quit focusing on, on these 87 steps I need to take and just take one. Yep. It starts with one step. Awesome. Kent, anything else? Uh, just the simple steps, just like you said, keep it simple, stupid. That's, that's, that's yep. my saying to myself, right? Keep it simple, stupid. It's, it's not hard. Um, just You just got to make it happen and take the consistent right simple actions every day and you're going to succeed i love it and if you guys need help with that we're here to help kent's here to help we're, we're here to give back so reach out to us if there's anything that we can do to help one way that you can um, get a part of this community is we're we're getting more engaged in our all or nothing in real estate private group um, so colin will link that in the show notes so you guys can access that um, it's by invite only and it's exclusive or exclusively for people who want to level up who want to learn, who want to be like-minded. And so if that's you, we would love to have you in that group. It's a way for us to contribute, to give back. Um, Like I said, your environment matters and we want the right people in our environment. We can all learn from each other. So um, Kent, thank you so much. Appreciate it. I know the people got value from this. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that that reach out as their business planning for 2024. And there's some people that are planning and their plan is, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a real estate agent anymore. And so if that's you, I hope this episode helped you. Um, If you are looking for that simple process, those simple steps, go back and listen to Kent's three-step process there. In addition to that, we did a podcast um, a while back on the power list. It is my secret tool that I still use each and every day on five things, critical tasks to move the needle forward. It's a very simplified version. Um, And so go listen to that episode as well because that will help you get that momentum, that traction in your life. And um, as always, guys, we appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. If we can be of any service and help, please let us know. We only ask one favor. If you found value in this episode, share this with a friend. This is a movement to give back to this industry, to give people hope, to give people guidance, to give people direction so they can live the life of their wildest dreams. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. See you next time. 